Um, how you doing? I'm doing all right. Are you? <laughs> <laughs> I'm definitely in my house. That's for sure. Are you um, still? Um, are you still periodically dog sitting? And and sadly, I'm no longer dog sitting. Uh, we made the transfer. Uh, I took the keys and put it in uh, Gumbo's family's mailbox and then texted them that I had put the keys in the mailbox and then they took the keys and then um, we we parted ways. <laughs> so I no longer have uh, Gumbo, the dog, to look after. Oh, that's sad. It is sad. We here in Massachusetts have, I don't know if it's like an official shelter-in-place order, but they have like ramped up the advisory from like instead of now just being like a ban on public gatherings over 25 people and like a ban on certain businesses, they've now closed down basically all businesses except for essential retailers and like incredibly essential services. And now it's like 10 people is the maximum uh, for gatherings. And um, yeah, so we're basically not supposed to go anywhere. Do you feel like, do you feel like that? gonna change things or affect things for you or i don't know i mean i already haven't been going many places i ventured out to do another grocery run actually over the weekend Mm. um i was i was actually and i don't know this this may prove to be controversial and um but i i was actually planning on visiting my parents um Mm -hmm. yesterday uh yesterday as we record this being sunday and um my sister's raised severe objections to me doing that. So we ended up deciding that I wasn't going to go to their place for dinner. Um, Mm. Yeah, I know everyone's like, oh, stay home, don't visit your older relatives, etc. But um, I felt like I would be presenting minimal risk if I just went in there, opened their door with my sleeve and (laughs) ate food that they offered me and sat on their couch for a little bit. Um, but, uh, especially because I've been pretty much socially isolated for, um, for, for like nine days prior to that, just about, um, with the exception of the one day I went into work, but I was not, uh, I was also very careful on that one day. Um, so I ended up not, not going home to my parents. Instead, I went out to the grocery store. So now I'm probably contaminated. (laughs) Yeah. It's hard. It's hard, a hard balance. I feel like, because I don't know the i i don't know i don't know the the ethics of like i don't know uh, uh being around random strangers and random grocery store people as opposed to like well being around like parents and loved ones uh I was also uh, told off by my uh, sister. Um, bo- both my mom and I were uh, got told off uh, because we had been doing like quite a few grocery runs uh, for for my dad, uh, who was most housebound, and um, like every other day he would say like a request for tofu or a request for this item from the store um and we would do it also like to get out of the house Mm. um (laughs) and and my sister said like you need to stop because our dad is already like has uh shingles and is like that's one thing so if you go out and uh go you can be healthy but if you bring something back then it can 
passed to him. So it's like all these decisions of like how many degrees of uh, infection or safety is worth it. Yeah. I mean, this is, this is kind of like a morbid thought and I don't know if my um, parents would like me saying it. Uh, and my, both my mother and father have been listening to the podcast. So, <laughs> so they will, they will hear this. Um, but I feel like my mother and father are a greater danger to one another than I would be to them. Like in that they are both, <laughs> well, they're both, you know, they're two adults who live together and they sleep in the same bed and they are in the house touching the surfaces all, all day. And, um, both of them, I think they're both, they're both fairly well hunkered down now, but I don't think either of them was as socially isolated as early as I was. Um, so I feel like, uh, they're more likely to pose, like, I, I don't feel like the introduction of like, if I, if I were to come into the house very cautiously, I don't think I would be introducing any actual substantial additional risk, but, uh, that, that isn't already there from, from just their regular interactions with the outside world and one another. But I don't know. Maybe I'm wrong about that. Yeah, it's just, I guess, impossible to know. Yep, yep. I, um, I'm i sorry you couldn't go over uh, for dinner with your parents. Yeah, I mean, it was it was a bummer. Um, and now, now that I went out to the grocery store, I feel like that was the most exposure I've had in a while. So now even if... <laughs> now, now you're back to even, even more. Uh, you, you've reset your immunity exactly yeah like i felt like i was doing okay and now i mean i don't i don't feel sick or anything like that but i feel like it's entirely possible that i that i would have gotten something i think my sisters may be um slightly overreacting because um all three of my sisters live in more urban areas than i do i am in a suburb of boston whereas um two of my sisters live in uh much closer suburbs of boston where they're like within the range of of a lot of the uh, urban activity. And uh, my uh, other sister lives in Brooklyn, which is like the epicenter of what's going on in New York with the coronavirus. So I think they all have it a lot worse where they are. And they would be endangering people they visited more than I would. But yeah, yeah for sure. Anyhow. <laughs> so uh, how, what have, what have you been, uh, how have you been enjoying isolation life post uh, post gumbo. Post gumbo. <laughs> post gumbo. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. We are now, um, I believe, uh, two or three days post gumbo. Um, not well. Not well. It it was really nice, and I knew it would be a hit uh, to not have like just a second place I could go to, um, and just being at home. I I I know that I am like not. Uh, 12 years old and like housebound again, but I am like at home in my childhood room, uh, without like access to all the kinds of like transportation and like places back as to when, like I was a young child and it just, yeah, I would say that you're more housebound than you were when you were 12. Well, Probably like sim similar because I don't know. I, I was like of a suburban time where it was like you can ride your bike, but mm. only within sight lines of the house. But you like uh, went to school and stuff and now, you, now you're I, not even doing that. Yeah, I guess you could say school. Yeah, I think I, I don't know. And it kind of worries me to say this, 
but I think I'm starting to do a little too well. <laughs> I, I think I've kind of hit my stride in terms of like working from home and like getting up at a reasonable hour and like being relatively productive during the day in terms of, you know, both in terms of work and in terms of like uh, productive things around the house to clean and organize uh, and to, and to like learn new cooking skills. I've also started, um, I started a couch to 5k running program. Are you familiar with that? Yeah. Um, yeah. So I've, uh, I've never really been much of a runner. I previously, a few years ago, I did couch to 5k for about, um, it's a nine week program and I got like seven and a half weeks in and then I got really sick and, um, fell off the wagon and then never got back on. So I never really finished it, but I've decided that, you know, since I can't like, it's not like I've got any other opportunities to get out of the house other than just to like go to the, uh, high school of, of the town that I'm living in and like walk around their track for a bit, which I'm not the only one doing that, but I'm, I'm keeping a safe distance from anyone else and, not touching anything other than my own car, which I'm using to drive there. Um, so yeah. And uh, like, I, I don't know, I feel like I am, I'm thriving a bit too much. Mm. <laughs> Do you feel like you're, you're flying too close to the sun? Like it's all gonna hit, hit a point. What would, what would, what would stop this trend? Um, hmm, I don't know. Part of it is, yeah. Part of it is that I'm, I'm flying too close to the sun and I may be heading for a crash. Uh, my, I may be starting to get like melty wax from my wings. Um, <laughs> but I think also like part of it is, uh, I don't know, I might be sort of afraid that I've gone native, <laughs> like, uh, so to speak. Uh, I don't know. That's probably an offensive term, so I probably shouldn't say it. But I'm afraid that I, I don't know. I don't know actually if it's an offensive term, but until I figure out whether it's an offensive term or not, I'll stop saying it. But I feel like I've, um, I've gone, like I've, I've become a creature of the, of the quarantine. Um, and mm-hmm. it's, uh, it's, it's, it's changed me. Um, and I don't, I don't know if that's necessarily what I want to be. From all of what you described, it doesn't sound like I wouldn't describe any of those behaviors as like really risky or not risky, but like really like, whoa, you better calm down. You're getting out of control there. Uh, but I don't know. I don't know what your like general signs of like <laughs> this. This is too well. Gotta stop it. Uh, are <laughs> yeah. I don't know. I mean, it's my um my therapist has recommended that I use this as like a personal growth opportunity. Like take the change in circumstances as an opportunity to like reset my personal habits. And mm. I don't know. But like my hope is that eventually we will no longer be in quarantine and like so you don't want to you don't want to get too good in your personal habits and then lose all the structure that made it possible yeah and then like going into the office will be a bummer because i i won't be able to i, I don't know i said this in the in the previous episode and i kind of lamented it and still kind of lament it but i've been much more productive in terms of getting work done <laughs> from home uh in the past especially especially this morning because it's monday today um this morning and this afternoon um and maybe friday to some extent like i've 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 had i've kind of spiked in productivity uh and uh i don't know like when i go back to life as we once knew it if we ever go back to life as we once knew it am i gonna be am i gonna be okay in the uh in the return to the old times or will i be like um how familiar are you with Lord of the Rings? Um, I've seen the movies. So you know how like Frodo goes back to the Shire, but he just like can't anymore, and so mm-hmm. he has to get in a boat he has to with go Gandalf. on a boat. Yeah, yeah, get on a boat and go to America <laughs> with Gandalf. Yeah, 
Well, I don't know. I'm going to I'm going to side with your therapist on this one. I feel like if the worst that happens from all this is that like you have a few weeks or as I believe the next 5 to 10 years of like really getting in your stride with uh personal habits and uh productivity, it's not the worst thing. Hmm. Yeah, no, it's probably not. <laughs> at least one of us should. Has the quarantine changed you at all yet? Has it changed me? Um <laughs> I, I I think it like I said I just I feel like I am physically in a lot of the same places where in any other circumstance this would be like probably a warning sign or like a you know I feel very trapped kind of place but I know that it's not but it's still like just the dissonance it seems like hey, you should go out and talk to people and do things. And it's just none, none of that um, is possible. So I'm, I'm not quite found, found it yet. I'm, I'm still sort of trying to find a new routine. Have you been able to like stay in and talk to people? Like do online socializing? <laughs> yeah, that actually um, has, has picked up a bit. Um, I have a good um, bunch of friends um, who may also be listening to the podcast. Um, Hello, friends. We're <laughs> friends. Uh, we we call ourselves the Lounge Crew um, that we keep in contact. Uh, who I went to college with. Um, we we watched uh, the Cats movie over the weekend. Nice. Um, and we're. Um, Every now and then, uh, just having like a voice chat, reading like some terrible book, and um, yeah, just checking in on each other. So yeah, I've I've never had an issue with like I feel like for some people, um, social media is really like a, a drain and a negative influence on their lives. But for me, it's always been like a good support system and i i think i still like now can lean on that a little more and it's still a good thing yeah on um on saturday there was a big doctor who fandom event um which you might have seen that um a lot of doctor who fans at the same time with the hashtag save the day were re-watching the 50th anniversary special of doctor who from 2013 um, and tweeting along and Stephen Moffat, the writer of that special created a Twitter account just to, just to like get in on it. Um, so I was having a lot of fun, like tweeting along with friends at that. And also in, uh, in more, um, more of like a, a, a private group chat, uh, chatting with friends about, you know, our reactions to it and like, Oh, I forgot all about that shot or like, Oh, the music in this scene is so good. Um, and it's, it's just an episode that, um, I'll, basically all of all of the doctor who fans that i know tend to really hold it in high esteem um i'm sure i think there are is a certain contingent of fans out there for whom that is not an episode they like very much but it's generally a well-loved episode and so it was something that was a lot of fun to get excited about um and so that like had like a very fun and warm social aspect to it and then after it um with a lot of those same doctor who friends i play we, we got together on um the zoom audio conferencing software to play jackbox games are you familiar with those yes yeah they're I'm they're familiar. very good they're very good for remote play for times like these i also did a 
Jackbox game night with my parents and my sisters too. On um, I forget what night it was, but um, but yeah, so it's uh, that's that's like a really fun way to spend time together if if you can like get the tech side of it wrangled. Yeah, it's been interesting um, watching my parents uh, learn uh, Google Hangouts because usually um, we go over and visit um, my sister and nieces, their grandchildren once a week. And now we've substituted that. Um, and <laughs> my, my parents, they are very unreliable at uh, knowing the names of it. Um, like it's, it's been impressive. I don't think they'll ever, ever get to a like independent point of being able to set um, this up themselves but uh that i can facilitate a connection between them and uh their grandchildren is nice it it feels like something we could have been doing like all the time already uh but good that it is uh something we're at least doing now i feel like there's a lot of those things um that like are happening now where like oh we could have been doing this all along and it would have been great <laughs> yeah yeah both like in terms of there's now like political will to create a universal basic income uh and also like you know every, no one in my office ever like ever was was encouraged to work from home and people weren't fond of like the remote working but now we're all learning to do it and my hope is that when things go back to normal be that in uh, 15 days as Donald Trump suggests or <laughs> five to 10 years as you've suggested yep. um, or somewhere in the middle of those, uh, then my hope is that we can kind of take what we've learned about like, oh, maybe we don't need to have, we don't need to reserve a conference room every time five or six people need to talk for 15 minutes about something. Maybe we can just hop on a Zoom meeting or a Google Hangout or something like that and uh, and get things rolling there. Yeah, I do see a lot of on the national level where the conversations, I guess, especially like with the democratic primary, like all the theoreticals uh, just like weeks ago that were outlandish and impossible. And why would you ever suggest universal basic income? Why would you ever suggest these things? It's so weird to be here and now where, there are all these different proposals and I would love for some of them to go through, but it's like no longer theoretical. So we had action items last week uh, and I completely forgot to tweet about them. So we got no response. Oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> well, So let's say they're still active. There were two. Well, okay. One was uh, do, do the 2020 census. Did you do your 2020 census? So Did at least get you. <laughs> hmm. Well, mm. uh, the envelope is still sitting where it was sitting before. All right. All um, right. Actually, I have two different envelopes, and they're different sizes. Did they send you like a follow up? Well, I don't know what I don't know what they are because I haven't opened either one of them. Um, <laughs> maybe I'll do that. When is it due? When is it due? Um, it's not like due a certain date. April first is quote unquote census day. Um, is when they decide like you should you should do it this day. Um, but no one will like come to your door. Well, usually they would come to your door in May, uh, if you hadn't done it by May, but I don't know, no one's going to like 
give you a Skype call or I don't know, video chat with you uh, until at least May. Mm, yeah. Okay. Well, um, I will. Uh, I'll do that. I'll do that. To, I'll open the envelope tonight. How about I do right. that? <laughs> I guess. So I think that's an, an action item we can kind of keep on the table. Uh, and uh, maybe follow up on it next episode. Yeah. Well, I I also didn't uh, tweet any tweets about about these action items, so we're <laughs> well. I have control of the tw- of the of the podcast Twitter account. I mean, I could give you control of it. You could do it. <laughs> That's a lot of power. <laughs> it is. I did look up. I did look up. Um, I like that you included in the show notes um, a link to Cicada Mania, which is probably the best Cicada. Uh, repository on the internet of just, is it really <laughs> yeah of just uh, goodwill effort of compiling like cicada sightings and uh, projections of when like they will emerge um, so I did I did get a look at um, some of the uh, I b- believe like species that are local to uh, Japan and some of them are like really like they look really beautiful hmm. Um and I, I found um, there were YouTube videos, not not the anime Cicada Summer sounds, but like just um, you can find 10 hours of just cicadas uh, if you want. They're out there, uh, which yeah. I was not expecting. It was uh, it was snowing in Massachusetts this morning, so I'm not having like a very summery cicada feeling. The other action item was uh, what what your comfort uh, either like a comfort piece of media or just a comfort phenomenon, as in the case with the cicadas, mm-hmm. would be. And uh, I mean, I'll tweet about that one too. I'll, I'll leave that as an open action item. But I, I want to add a, another one. Um, we'll have an unprecedented three action items out there. Oh boy. Um, and it's uh, along the lines of, I guess, a couple different things I said in this episode. Um, what are you? Uh, what are you learning from your experience in quarantine that you hope to carry forward? Like whether that's about like how to do remote work well or if you're like trying to like like I'm I'm hoping that you know even if we uh are all back to work in a couple of weeks which is very optimistic but even if we are then I would like to think that I would see my couch to 5k all the way through to the end this time um yeah so like what is it that you're learning or picking up here that you'd want to carry forward do you have anything like that? But, well, you, you said that it hasn't really had the chance to change you much. <laughs> um, yeah, no, I'll, I'll sit on that one, uh, like the like the 2020 census. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I mean, like... Let, if, let that sit for a bit. <clears throat> yeah, I mean, well, you sided with my therapist, so if you like her advice so much, why don't you take it? <laughs> <laughs> um, <laughs> noted. I, I will say one positive, like... I, I think I've seen a lot of people like um, push to like make donations if they're able to of like either money or um, drawn to like um, donate materials uh, to make masks and give things um, the past few weeks. Um, and I am going to try. I've had mixed results in the past uh, with being able to donate blood, but I am going to try um, in the next week or so to donate blood because um, the Red Cross has said that they're like going to face shortages of um, blood donations because of coronavirus. So like that impulse, um, I think, is something I would like to carry forward. I think I think that goes to the same thing with like universal basic income where 
I feel like, uh, I don't know. I feel, I feel like there's like, okay, well now that, now that like shit is real, people are waking up to the fact that like, oh, we need to like take care of our citizens and make sure that they're not like subject to this horrible economic disruption. Like when the fact is that people are always subject to horrible economic disruption, sometimes like on an individual level. Uh, and people are always like in need of uh, a blood donation or some other, you know, medical assistance that that um, they should they should have available. Um, and I'm hoping that um, or, 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 you know, pe- people should also be like prepared to take drastic measures to change their lives for for the public good, as with the climate crisis uh, that that is probably like there's probably going to be a benefit to like carbon emissions from from this whole situation that proves that we could have been we could have been doing much better than we were doing all along uh i wonder i wonder if that's gonna have that effect uh it quite possibly won't but it, it's nice to think that it might yeah um do you have any other action items since we're pushing out to three why not go for four? <laughs> <laughs> oh boy um well uh Sitting, sitting on my bed, much like a uh, census envelope is sitting in your house, um, are uh, postcards, blank postcards I have um, been meaning to send. So um, I, I would like, I guess as an action item, to like send a, send a message. It can be a postcard or a, you know, like real life mail Pony Express type uh, letter to, to somebody or just like reach out to somebody that you have been meaning to. Um, one, one of my family or one of my neighbors who was a family friend, um, recently had like, uh, relocated to a nursing home and, uh, the nursing home is under like full lockdown because of, uh, coronavirus. And so, uh, it's already like a bit of a bummer to be, um, living independently and then having to go to a nursing home. Um, and I worry for how, uh, little social contact my friend is having. So, um, I would like to send a postcard to her. That's, that's awesome. Oh, speaking of, speaking of getting things in the mail, uh, I got one of the best things I've ever gotten in the mail this past week. Um, (laughs) so you, you know this, but the listener, well, some of the listeners prob- probably do know this. Many of them do. But uh, every year I go to the Gallifrey One Doctor Who convention in Los Angeles. And um, they, up until this year, they had this uh, design for the convention center carpet that um, was, like, iconic and much beloved by the convention attendees. And so they changed the carpet this year, and there was much lamenting. But <laughs> they, um, uh, they sold... Um, they sold off, uh, or in some cases, I think gave away, um, bits of, bits of the old carpet, like carpet squares and, or, or like carpet strips and stuff like that. Um, and one of, uh, one For of my power fr- to, so you could obtain its power. Yes, exactly. Um, one of my, one of my friends, uh, Kier, while well, he was, uh, he was at the convention. I think he left the day after I left, but he, I think, I think he said he like stumbled across a room where there was just like a roll of carpet material and, Somehow he obtained, I don't know if it was with permission from the appropriate parties or if it was through illicit means, but he obtained um, a sizable chunk of carpet material, which he's divided up and sent to a, a bunch of us who were not otherwise able to 
to get bits of the carpet at the convention when we were there in February, which uh, we're constantly like thanking our lucky stars that we were able to do that in February because if the convention had been even two weeks later, we probably wouldn't have been able to do it. But um, so, yeah, I got that that very powerful square of carpet sitting um, right now. It's just sitting on my kitchen table because I haven't been able to go out and find like a custom frame for it because I'm sure all those businesses are closed. But, yeah, that was uh, that was a very, very big like like, uh, you know, brighten my day kind of thing. Yeah, that's probably the one of the best things you could receive in the mail. A carpet. Okay. But not enough, not enough that you could use it as a carpet. No. Uh, <laughs> no, it's about the size of like a large-ish paperback book. Mm-hmm. Yeah, um, I think, uh, I think that's, that's all I got. Um, you, you got anything else you wanted to cover? Um, just, uh, Steven Universe. <sighs> Future is um, gonna end this week, and all things come to an end. But that's okay. Yeah, that was it. That the last week's episode was uh, was intense. That's all. <laughs> all right. And with that said, um, I guess we'll end by saying, stay distant. Go the distance. <laughs>